On this Deep End Season 6 finale episode, we cover Arnold Schwarzenegger's favorite movie, Kindergarten Cop, the first one, and the direct-to-DVD release, Dolph Lundgren starring, not Jonathan Sheck starring, Kindergarten Cop 2. And between both movies, there is one budding question. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? We're getting real deep this week talking about how boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. And Wait that's, a minute. They do? They do. Damn uh, it. And that's because it's our season ending deep end episode. Thanks to the unforeseen circumstance of Jim almost shitting his <laughs> pants. <laughs> Jonathan Shank. While talking about who he believed to be in Kindergarten Cop 2, we're covering Kindergarten Cop 1 and 2. Let's be honest. Jonathan Sheck would have been a hell of a lot better in that pile of shit that we just watched. Yeah. Would have been a lot better. Yeah, it would have made it would have saved him money and it would have been equally as good. I would have enjoyed those hour and 40 minutes. Yes. Uh first, this is the Pool Scene Podcast. I'm Kevin. My kindergarten teacher was Mrs. McDermott. Okay. And I'm joined by my co-host, Jim. Jim, who was your kindergarten teacher? Mrs. Angelo was my kindergarten teacher at McKinley School in Warren. Kindergarten Cop is a 1990 movie directed by Ivan Reitman. Yeah. We've talked about Ivan Reitman in a deep end when we covered Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Reitman, of course, also directed Meatballs, Stripes, Twins, Dave Jr., and pool scene favorite, Draft Day. I do love the sequel to Dave, Dave Jr., which is great. Is that about Wendy's? No, it's about presidents oh. of Wendy's. Wendy's president. Junior bacon cheeseburger days. <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's our new movie, Junior Bacon Cheeseburger, cheeseburger Dave, which is a better movie than Kindergarten Cop. Oh, I would watch the shit out uh, of it. The movie famously stars, uh, uh, the first movie, Kindergarten Cop, famously stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, I love Arnold. Uh, so do I. But I'm not crazy about this anecdote. So Schwarzenegger's contract stipulated that they basically had to build him a nearby private gym for him and his personal staff. They found like a retail or commercial space or something, but it wasn't suitable for whatever reason. Like they, I don't know if Arnold didn't like it or, or what the hang up was, but Arnold's like, I'm, I'm going to quit. I'm quitting the movie. So I want it now. Yes. So an Astoria business owner where they filmed donated an unused commercial space that met Arnold's standards and the movie went on. The movie was reviewed as too grim for children, but too childish for adults. That beginning part was very, yes, very grim. However, Arnold has stated that this is his favorite role, which blows my mind to this day. So Jim, tell us uh, how Kindergarten Cop performed along with what was going on at the time of release. And of course, number ones. Before I jump into the news and the number ones, I think this and Goonies should be a shared universe because they both take place yeah. in a story. In a the story Goondocks. Would, right, right down the way. Would be amazing. And fear. That's right. <laughs> I don't know how close that was to Astoria. Hey, Mr. Kimball. 
<laughs> Should let nature take its course. Hey, remember when I was in your class? Hey, man, when I was in your fucking kindergarten class, eh, Mr. Kimball? Kindergarten cop, the first, the one, the only, should have been the one and the only, came out right before Christmas, December the 21st, 1990, to a $26 million budget and made a whopping $202 million. Pretty good. Pretty damn good. Basically, Kevin, this time... Late 1990, going into 91. There's one thing dominating the news. Gulf War. Gulf Sa- War. The Gulf War. Saddam Hussein invading uh, Kuwait. What uh, did you think it... Golfing. So you think it was the I, war between you like Taylor Made you, yeah, so you think it was between Taylor Made and Titleist. You do like... I just watched Kindergarten Cop 2, forgive me, but you just... <laughs> you do a golf story every time we do news I and try. updates. So I'm like... I was like 19... I was like, who was this? Paul Nick Hogan. Faldo. Like, what? Yeah. So there was a big disruption when Saddam Hussein invaded Titleist Golf Company. Saddam Hussein versus <laughs> George H. Bush. <laughs> Skins. At Augusta. At Augusta. No, the Gulf War dominated the headlines. Saddam Hussein illegally invading Kuwait. He leaves. We go in, but we don't kill Saddam. So then Bush Jr. feels he needs to go back and do what daddy didn't we do. We have to go back. We have to go back, God we damn it. together, Dylan. A couple things here in news, Kev. I'm going to keep it brief because we got two movies to cover. Kind of. Kind of. The second one. One uh, movie and and uh, and something else. Yeah, pretty much. The world's first website and server goes live at CERN in Switzerland, Kevin. And the first website was dedicated to the project of the World Wide Web itself. You can check it out right now on info.cern. It's the world's first website. Hmm. Very basic. Cool. Very, very basic. I thought it was cool. Hey, George. Hey, buddy. Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael, and welcome to the Sports Machine. And then the only thing that matters in sports, Kevin, the Indians agree to lease a new ballpark in Gateway that later became Jacobs Field three years later. And to this day, they can't fill it up for the life of themselves. They got rid of 20,000 seats. Still or something. Not well, enough. they had what was it? How many consecutive sellouts? Oh god, dude. 455, 255, yeah. something. And it doesn't help you have a shit owner that you get yeah. to the mountaintop and then go, ah, let's just dismantle it. But lo and behold, go figure the Lindor thing ended up uh yeah, guess, working out a little bit. At least this year. Who knows next year? The number one movie in America, Kevin, December nineteen ninety. It's home alone. You I mean, it's the one of the Kevin! best Christmas movies of all time. Also, one of the biggest indictments to poor parenting in a very long time and probably should have used birth control. Mr. McAllister, pull out a little bit, okay? He had enough money. Yeah, well, he did have a lot of fuck you money and so many damn kids. Plus, they were taking 20 people on a vacation to Europe in the second one. I always found it weird that you couldn't tell the kid across the street from your own little brother, whatever. Fuller wets the bed. Do not. Les incompetents. That means lazy and incompetent. They never told you that, but that's what it means, damn it. Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. And the one thing that's not woof, Kevin, one of your favorite songs was the number one song in America, Because I Love You, parentheses, the Postman song by Stevie B. I have 
have no idea what the fuck what? this song is. Number one. The number one song in America oh, because I, I love li- you. Can't wait to listen to this episode to find out what that is. Post, Postino. Man. Shout out to our good friend and lifeguard, Michael Kalenich. That's right. Who's El Postino. He's El Postino. Also on the men from the COVID. Yeah. Wait till you check out his video when he first got diagnosed. He made a salad Sunday. American Zennial on YouTube. So bad that his wife had to leave the kitchen because she was going to vomit. <laughs> and he promised he's going to re-record the video when he gets his full I taste and it. smell back. I, loved it. I showed it to my wife and she was like, what is wrong with you guys? Because it's like, what is it? Mustard, spinach, whipped it, cream. It, it is spinach, two scoops of vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, mustard, some sort of seasoning. I love it. <laughs> so bad. I, I can't wait to see him eat this when it's all fully back and him just throw uh, up it's gonna be like an la beast video yes. have a good day kevin that's all that was going on christmas time 90 all right uh let's do the kindergarten version of this plot uh not really that's just the uh segue lapd cop john kimball how you doing arrests infamous drug dealer colin crisp colin crisp kimball you've wasted years chasing after me and what has it gotten you hmm? nothing I'll be out of here in a week, and you'll still be eating takeout food in that dump you live in. Yeah, I know all about you, Kimball. Without me, you wouldn't even have a life. After pursuing him for years, not a serial mascot. No. But a real cool-looking dude. <laughs> he, he's something. He looks like a microwaved hot dog with a slick down, like... If he was hair. a hot dog, I'd eat him, but I don't eat that <laughs> motherfucker. We've mentioned Crisp so yeah, many him. times in this podcast, we finally get to this son of a bitch. Uh, there is a witness who saw Crisp murder an informant after Crisp obtained information about the whereabouts of Rachel, his ex-wife, who's the mother of his child. Cullen Jr. Yes. Crisp says that Rachel stole millions of dollars from him. Crisp. I said stole. Stole. She stole it. Kimball goes undercover in Astoria to teach Dada and Mikey that (laughs) these are their wishes. Well, this one's mine. And then he fucks Mama (laughs) Fratelli. He fucks a Fratelli? He fucks throw Mama from the train and Ramsey. Oh my God. While Sloth watches. And then he becomes Sloth. That's an origin story. Uh, (laughs) They burn him. Chain him to the wall. Kimball goes undercover in Astoria, Oregon to find Rachel. Rachel! They are going to offer her immunity in exchange for testifying. Oh, I failed to mention that Kimball must go undercover as a kindergarten teacher. He wasn't supposed to be the kindergarten cop initially. No. He was supposed to be he uh, has a partner. Phoebe. Phoebe, who was a teacher turned cop. Yes. So she was supposed to be, but she's got COVID. He's partnered with, Jim set it up, he's partnered with a former teacher who's now a cop. At first, he struggles with being a kindergarten teacher, but his background and history of order allows him to thrive. Being Uh-oh. a cop, get the whistle. Come on, stop whining. Your kids are soft. You lack discipline. Well, I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. You're not going to have your mommy slam behind you anymore and wipe your little douches. Oh, no. It's time now to turn this mush into muscles. No more complaining. No more Mr. Kimball to go to the bathroom. Nothing. There is no bathroom. Kimball finds Rachel, who is also, they're sort of dating. She has a different name. Yeah, she has a different name. They're sort of dating because, of course, they are. And then back in California. California. Crisp's mom. Murders a witness whose testimony was keeping Crisp in jail. I can't wait till we talk about Crisp and his mom. So now Crisp is a free man. (gasps) 
Yay! Crisp and Mommy Crisp come straight to Astoria and set the school on fire. Kimball shoots Crisp in the head. Mommy Crisp shoots Kimball in the shoulder. But his partner, Phoebe, saves the day with a baseball bat. Where's my grandson? Go to hell. That's where you're going, you son of a bitch. You're not so tough without your car, are you? Not unlike Kindergarten Cop 2, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Phoebe goes back to L.A. to return to the force and get this. Kimball stays in Astoria to keep his job as a kindergarten teacher. He's retired. Wacky. Hi, kids. Mr. Kimball. I'm back. Now, there was an alternate ending considered the original ending. Oh, Lord. Kimball got shot in the head by Eleanor Crisp fuck and fucking died first off they, the last half of this movie where they're in the high school and burning and crisp dies and kimball gets shot fucking really dark yeah like holy shit so, yeah so the ending of the movie almost was like kimball died a hero saving everybody in the school with a fucking bullet to the head yeah oh right in front Ele- of dominic they really loved eleanor crisp i'll just mention it now she killed a witness She's getting the death penalty. That's a death penalty offense. Yeah. She's time. getting the death penalty. Big time. So let's talk about characters. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Detective John Kimball. Now, this is awesome because also considered for the role, you got to think we usually have a couple of these. My favorite that we've done is Ghost. Yeah. When we talked about like Paul Hogan was going to be. Knife. Yeah. Going to be in Ghost. So also considered for the role of John Kimball. Bill Murray. That makes sense. Ivan Reitman. Oh, yeah. Big time. You know. Harold Ramis. Patrick Swayze. Speaking of ghosts. Hell yeah. Danny DeVito. So Ivan Reitman was in Twins. I could see DeVito doing it. Mm. Jack Nicholson. Well, hey, kids. Chuck Norris. Oh, yes. Kurt Russell. Okay. Robin Williams. And did I not tell you that I thought when Chris pet his hair down, he looked a little like Kurt Russell. I think this movie worked because it was Arnold. Although I could see DeVito. I could see Robin Williams. Uh, yeah. Although Robin Williams is a cop. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Little uh, stretch. Chuck- and Robin Williams in serious roles like one hour photo yeah. shit, really good. But- yeah, it's weird. So who are you, man? Shit! I'm the party pooper. Penelope Ann Miller as Joyce Palmieri slash Rachel Myatt Crisp. Who, if pool sceners out there, if you're a fan of the movie Adventures in Babysitting, uh-huh. she plays Elizabeth Shue's best friend. And you look at her in this movie. Wow. Pamela Reed as Detective Phoebe O'Hara. Bit of a crush on her Linda in this movie. Linda Hunt as Miss Schlowski, which you'll recognize her from some stuff. What did it feel like to hit that son of a bitch? It felt great. What? Oh, my God. I literally had a brain fart and got her confused with Zelda Rubenstein. From well, they're kind of, yeah, they kind of do. Carolyn. Yeah, similar sort of roles. Now, she's been in, I mean... You name it, a ton of like iconic roles. So yeah, she's been in, I mean, I, I can't think Indiana of Indiana Jones. I want to say she was an in, did she, I think she played a Nazi in like Indiana Jones or something like that. Probably. Yeah. It might've been uh, If Looks Could Kill with Richard Greco. I think uh, you're right about that, actually. <laughs> I think you're really right about that. Okay. Richard Tyson is Colin Crisp. You know who is considered for this role? Oh uh, God, I hope Not it's Not nearly good. as cool. Christian Slater. No. 
No. No. Definitely Richard Tyson killed it. Richard 50 Tyson? Richard 50 Tyson. Carol Baker is Eleanor Crisp. She was in it. She was Ilsa Grunt. You were right. Great. Good pool. Okay. Anybody else you want to talk about? Yeah, actually I do. One of the kids... The kid who kept looking up the girl's skirts, who his mom, who's a weird character, was relieved to find out from Kimball that he's not gay, unlike her husband that left her. And I've just been worried about Sylvester. He's been acting a little strange lately. You know, doing odd things. Like what? Well, it seems that he's becoming a little obsessed with playing with dolls. You know, it's weird. I think I can help you with that. Really? He uses the dolls to look up girls' skirts. Caught him doing it yesterday. Oh. Oh, well, that's a relief. I'll keep an eye on him, okay? Benjamin Diskin won Outstanding Young Ensemble Cast in a Motion Picture, the Young Artist Award for his role as Sylvester in this movie. In 2019, he won Outstanding Performer in a Preschool Animated Program, which was a Daytime Emmy Award, for his role of Gonzo and Rizzo in Muppet Babies. Also, Kevin, July of 2019, he was working. Good to hear. He was one of the guests of honor at the annual Anthrocon furry convention in Pittsburgh. So, hello. All right. I had some uh, buddies wrestle on that one year. And plus, one of the other kids was very notable. Ross Malinger was in this. He was Tom Hanks' kid in Seapless in Seattle. He was Tung Po. Wow. Uh, So, a weird cameo. If you catch it, if you watch this one, say stewardess in the beginning of the movie, it's Angela Bassett. Also, real quick, the kissing kid that Kimball catches when the school's on fire, Ivan Reitman's kid, Jason, who is now a very recognized director like his father. You had a a nice onomatopoeia there where you said, the kissing kid that Kimball catches. Really? Yeah. Kissing kid that Kimball catches. This is coming from the same kid who doesn't know fucking nouns from verbs. So fuck yeah, everybody. you outed yourself. Let's talk about best scenes in Kindergarten Cop. I got a good amount of them, buddy. Go first. Arnold basically being the Terminator while arresting Crisp. I'm a cop, you idiot. I'm Detective John Kimball. This man is under arrest. Yeah, we'll see about that. I'm checking it out. You can't just walk in here and put a gun in my face. I'm trying to get a manicure. I have witnesses. I have a witness, too. It's murder one this time. Now you're mine. First of all, when I rewatch this movie for the first time in a long time, the opening scenes before he goes to a story and become a cop, I got teacher. I got Terminator vibes yes. from that. Yeah, he's Terminator. He's got I love my car. like this spiked sort of almost like Afro-ish hair. It almost looks like a toupee. Yeah, it's like a weird spiked like but a round shape hair. Yeah. And he's got the duster on and the gla- like the glasses. It's very almost like apocalyptic, like steampunk Terminator. Very much so. It's weird when they're arresting Chris. So I, I like that scene because I forget about that scene. I When I think of Kindergarten Cop, I think of the clean cut Arnold. You know, yelling at the kids and all of that. But I forget that there's a whole, there's a part in this movie where you see him in action. There's almost, I don't think he gets to the kindergarten part till like 35 minutes into the movie. Yeah. I totally forgot about it as well. When John goes to have their first date with Joyce, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. Rachel, when Dominic starts telling John about the bad people. I put up these lasers to protect us. Protect you from what? The bad people. See that? You mean the tower? I'm gonna plant one of my lasers on that antenna, but I'll have to do it at night. Otherwise, the bad people will know where it is. Yeah. How he has this whole like set up in their backyard and he has lasers and he's like, I gotta climb that tower to put in the lasers (laughs) to stop from the bad people. First off, Dominic at first 
Real asshole of a kid. Yeah. My mom's a teacher in the school, and she's a lot better than you, too. Great. On Monday nights, my mom tutors. Mrs. Quinn takes care of me, and she's better than you, too. Great. He tells, my cuss, my t-ball coach, my babysitter is better than you. <laughs> I wish John would have looked at him and go, fuck you. Just literally, yeah. he's a real are, asshole. Are you dumb? But then when Crisp finally shows up and you see this kid scale a fucking huge tower. I was trying to put the lasers in the antenna. He has cero miedo. He has yeah. no fucking fear. <laughs> if I climbed a tower that much, I'd fucking fall and die to put up yes. fake foil lasers. Yeah, foil lasers. But yeah, I love when he tells because Kimball's kind of a taken back like lasers and who are the bat people who are the bat people who are the bat people it's Halloween I like Arnold losing his shit not being able to control the kids like that's oh. that's the appeal you know it's yeah. shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up He's yelling at him. And also, um, who is your daddy and what does he do? So, cool thing about that scene, genuine answers. Okay, we start right here. You. My dad repairs red cars driven by women who are pinheads. Our mom says that our dad is a real sex machine. Good. My dad is a gynecologist and he looks at vaginas all day long really they actually asked the kids i don't know how much coaching a couple of them had because of the isn't the one like he looks at vaginas all day or whatever <laughs> i don't know how many of them genuine answers but they literally asked these kids what who's your daddy what does he do and they gave their responses and they kept them they made it in the film the weird kid who doesn't get any other lines my mom's divorced my dad's divorced some of these kids, I feel like they have lived a full life yeah. in another life, and they just want to fucking kill themselves. Yeah. Like, they are the most depressed kids there's, ever. There's one girl in these kids that Arnold really liked. So yeah. she gets, like, a, a lot of shine in this because Arnold, like, loved her. My dad works on computers, and he's um, the boss of his company. And, um... He has a mustache and a beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't have that much hair because, and he, his head is so big that he can't wear any hat. I guess everybody on the set were like, this girl's great. Really? Yeah. But I love that. Meet the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my last one that, uh, to mention, the fire in the school. Yeah. So Crisp and his mom show up and we're like, fuck it. Setting a school on fire. Because Arnold's such a good teacher, he, you know, all the kids get out in orderly fashion. He taught them military drills. Yes. And now, so they're all evacuating. Arnold's still in the school. I think Dominic goes back for the ferret and he catches his gym. He says, has the ferret in his, like, j- his jacket, his sweater. Yeah. There's two kids in a closet, like, making out. Yeah. Jason Reitman. And, yeah. It's Jason Reitman. And, and Arnold's like, what are, you, what are you doing? And they're like, we thought it was a drill. Get out. Get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> but then, um, yeah. So then you have the climax of the movie. They, for some reason, the the big showdown happens in like the locker room. You're scaring him. Scared. Of course he's scared. You're telling all these lies about me. My son doesn't even know me because of you. Listen to me. Stop. Just listen. I'm his father. You stole him from me. Please don't do this. Give him back. Don't touch him. Dominic. Yeah. And then uh, it's a fucking gruesome showdown. Yeah, it is. It really is. Arnold shoots Crisp in the head. Well, even before that, fucking Mama Crisp bowls over Phoebe with a yeah. car. Yep. 
It's very over the top. Before we get any further, I want to bring up the fact that do you get, and maybe I'm out on an island by myself, do you think there is a cut, or maybe not even a cut, but a thought that Mama Crisp and Cullen, she loves him so much that there would be a scene in which Say he gets out of the shower and she's combing his hair and then she gives like a long kiss to him. That's that is a we've seen this in another movie. It's come to my head where like this, the mother boy. No, the mother like really loves the son. And I get that kind of vibe where she has the scene of, like you said, him sitting there and she's like holding him and brushing his hair is very, very accurate. Like that's absolutely the vibe. Like it would not shock me if they've had relations. When he's at the pharmacy and she buys all these antihistamines. The boy's not sick. Doesn't hurt to take precautions. Mother, you are going to make him sick. You stuffed all this crap down my throat for years and there was nothing wrong with me. That's why there was nothing wrong with you. How can you argue with that? But he also has childish response. Like he had a childish response. You didn't have to give me any of that, mom. Well, I guess she's right. It's he's like a fucking bipolar, yeah, he, weird thing going on there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any, any other scenes you want to no, mention? I had to bring that up because he's so fucking weird. Oh, real quickly, Gettysburg Address by all the kids. Yeah, such a wholesome thing. Kids nailed it. Yeah, they know their shit. Yeah, nice wholesome Great thing job. there at the fair. I have another one. I'll mention it later in logic because. It's more of a logic sort of thing. So I got some good logic here. All right. Let's uh, let's get out of the pool for the time being. Pool check. All right. For the deep end pool check, we're going to go super simple and we'll see how simple it is. The Mount Rushmore of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I had a really easy time. The four that must be on cannot be removed. Everything else falls. It's permanent. All right. You go first. My George Washington, my favorite Arnold movie, The Running Man. Okay. I love The Running Man. It's a great concept. If any of you have not seen it, please watch it. Nutshell, guy gets wrongly accused. It's 2017. It's the future. World economy has collapsed. You're in a dystopian America. In order to be set free from your prison sentence, he was framed from a Bakersfield massacre. Gets put on this game yeah. show. It's like uh, any re- survivor. It's like any reality show, except for there's fucking death. And you know what, though? Not out of the realm of possibility. No, not at all. And Richard Dawson in it is amazing yeah. as Killian. Yep. The way that I saw this. So I kind of broke these down. There's a couple Arnold movies that are the same groups. I would so agree. So then I tried to kind of put one from each sort of group. So first I'm going pumping iron. Oh. It's it's what? launched Arnold into the absolute stratosphere. It wasn't the first thing he done, he had done, but and we've covered it on the yeah, it wasn't the first thing he had done, but it without pumping iron, you never get that in itself was like a audition tape for him. It was because people were able to see this guy looks fantastic. He has so much personality. He's so caught. He's larger than life. That movie was absolutely like a, an audition tape, but it's, it's one like, not like Arnold did a bunch of documentaries. And no, stuff, not at so all. So had to put it on there. And if you guys are interested, we covered that with our first Swim Meet series back in season four? Season 12? Something like that. Yeah. Go check it out. It was our first Swim Meet series where we did Pumping Iron. My next one, the second head, number two, I got to go with Colonel John Matrix Commando. Okay. 
fucking phenomenal. Lisa Milano, Kidnap Kid, and he just fucking Bennett. The guy who plays Bennett, I always know him as Bennett, and I also know him as Mr. Igo from the movie Inner Space with Martin Short, <laughs> Meg Ryan, Dennis Quaid. I love Commando's just Yeah. It's as 80s action movie as you can fucking get. Yes. And it's awesome. It is great. One that I, one of my favorite movies, a movie we've covered. So the reason I didn't do Running Man, because I was like, Running Man or Total Recall, kind of. Or, you know, and so I have Total Recall. Oh, hell yeah. I'm not mad at Running Man at all. I just nope. couldn't put Total Recall and Running Man. And we did cover Total Recall so as well. I love Tony, Re- Tony, <laughs> Tony, I love Re- Tony Recall. Yeah, I used to have a total rehaul in my house, which I hope to again. Just a bunch of I have like move. I have props from the movie. Yeah, and it's stupid. I, I mean, Kevin drew me a picture. It's down here in the studio yeah. of the freeze frame of Schwarzenegger in the chair. Yes, having a, a you blew my cover. Yeah. All right, my next one has to be fucking Predator. Okay, another great crazy action movie with a sci-fi twist that has the biggest. Or if not one of the biggest memes of the high five. Yeah. You son of Jaylen, a you bitch. You son of a bitch. Yep. Now I see, I kind of, I'm like, you can only do commando or predator. See, I was like, you did both. I did both. So your list is very interesting because a lot of stuff is going to get omitted. Next. I have the greatest action movie of all time. Terminator two. Okay. It, very good. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. It's not much needs to be said now. Terminator one is fine. I like it. I love Terminator one because scared shit out of me as a kid. My dad would watch it. And when he goes in the bathroom to swap out his eye and stuff, crazy. It's gritty. Mm -hmm. And the thing about Terminator growing up and I've watched it numerous amount of times. I feel like Terminator could be fucking real. Yeah. Terminator two is just amazing. It's incredible. The other ones never have to watch. Skip the rest of them, especially Genesis. What a pile of shit that one was. My thing was predator Terminator two. I took predator. My final one. Last action hero. Okay. Because it's it's Arnold knowing who he is, and it's just it's Arnold Schwarzenegger being Arnold Schwarzenegger as Jack Slater. I, and we've covered that I as well. I love Last Action Hero. Absolutely love it. I believe it was so underappreciated. Anywhere near my list. Really? Yes. My last one is Jingle All the Way. I hate to say it. I've never seen Jingle All the Way. Nuts. I can't believe I've never seen it. So Jingle All the Way, I would put in a group with Kindergarten Cop. Yeah, okay, so I agree with that. It's the Arnold, you know, and the other ones you could put in that that list are sort of like Junior, Ugh. twins, like Arnold playing no yeah. no action, you okay. know, playing the straight man, like just playing a dude who just happens to be humongous and Austrian. Yeah, so I had Pumping Iron, Total Recall, Terminator 2, Jingle All the Way. Could have easily swapped out Jingle All the Way for Kindergarten Cop. Or the sixth day. To, yes, Total Recall for Running Man. You know, Terminator 2, you can't swap out his greatest, greatest action movie ever, but he also has True Lies, yep. Batman and Robin, oh. Mr. Freeze, Six Days, Jim said, Eraser, Expendables franchise, Ugh. and Junior, where he's pregnant. Here's another one that a lot of people forget about. Red Heat. Thank you. Yep. I was going to say it. Red Heat. Yeah. Red Heat's where good. Where he plays the Russian. Yeah. So I think we both did pretty good. It, it's, if you truly had to build a Mount Rushmore of Arnold, there would be some major arguments. Oh, there'd be a ton. Because you didn't have Terminator 2 in your list. I did not. There's not a chance in hell that thing gets built without Terminator 2. Not a chance. Yeah. Not a, like. I ab- will admit Terminator 2 revolutionized a lot of things. It's incredible. It That is the consensus first pick, no matter what goes on that mountain. And then everything else 
they're not putting com- Commando and Predator up there. So True. how do you decide between those? Running Man and Total Recall. You know, they're not putting both of those up there. Listen, goddamn, it's my fucking mountain. <laughs> I built it with my own well, bare hands. Yeah, if we had to... I chopped it down with the edge of my hand. Decide Thunder on and Paradise. One, ma- one mountain, though. It would be much harder if we yeah, didn't have our own. I would agree. Okay, uh, let's get back in the pool. A is for Arnold. B is for Big. C is for comedy. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Kindergarten Cop. Coming soon on video cassette from MCA Universal Home Video. Everybody back in the pool! He's an undercover agent looking for stolen data, but all his training never prepared him for this. From Universal Pictures. It's children. I can handle this. An all new movie. Things can spiral out of control. They're little monsters. <laughs> Starring Dolph Lundgren. That's how kindergarten teacher rules. And Bill Bellamy. Did you just. Kindergarten Cop 2. Own it on DVD and Digital HD. Uh, now let's change the mood and <sighs> tell you about Kindergarten Cop 2. Not starring Jonathan Sheck or Shake. Uh, Kindergarten Cop 2, released in 2016, was not directed by Ivan Reitman. No. It was directed by Donald Michael Paul. If you look up DMP, which appropriately almost sounds like an acronym for dump. And Trump, which this movie is slanted super Republican, folks. You'll see that this is his deal. It's his gimmick brother. He has directed Jarhead 2, a sniper sequel, Tremors 5, another sniper sequel, another Jarhead sequel. Some other Tremors sequels. So basically, he directs, direct a video, directs he's a streaming. You, he's your bull. Yes. For video games. He, he just directs anything that they can get the rights to. I didn't know there's multiple Jarhead movies. Did there, I don't know why there's multiple Jarhead did movies. Did there really need to be one Jarhead? No, probably not. No. And, but he... He got the other ones, and he directed them, and I'm sure they are something. There's a lot of information... Or actually, strike that. There is not a lot of information on this one. They tried to get an Arnold cameo. There were, quote, scheduling conflicts, which is like, thank God. Sit on my couch and pet my donkey, which is not a euphemism for beating it. His penis. He literally has a donkey, a pet donkey. Really? Yeah. He has all kinds of animals that just come in and out of his house. It's crazy. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Arnold literally has a donkey that just goes through his house. But there were scheduling conflicts, thankfully, for his sake. Jim, I don't know whether you could pull budget and box office, (laughs) but at least tell us what was going on in number ones at the time of release. Well, Kevin, and when we were watching Kindergarten Cop 2, and you might have drifted off, you're like, are we watching Kindergarten Cop movie? I loved with every day change, they did the children's highlighter effect. So, you know, hey. We're still Kindergarten Cop in here, yes. so you don't forget. Uh, kindergarten Cop 2 came out May 7th of 2016, one month before that amazing pile of shit movie we covered known as Independence Day Resurgence. Which also should have been straight to DVD. I agree. This, because it was our first ever movie we've covered straight to DVD, there is no budget, no box office I could find of, so... They, to save themselves the, uh, this movie <laughs> the embarrassment. Was, this movie was filmed in 28 days, and it shows. But I will say when it comes to film quality, a lot better than most straight-to-DVD type movies. It looks like a lot of those. So when you see like the, the WWE movies, that's yeah. kind of what it looks like. Yeah. I've only seen one of those movies. Yeah, that's, it kind of has that like uh, sheen to it. You know, I've seen other movies that kind of look like this. Yeah. And basically, if you want to copy paste yeah 
because the guy who did copy paste just died recently. Panda was also the number one. Panda, panda, panda. Whatever that song is. <laughs> I don't care. Song sucked. We all remember 2016. It was a shithouse time. And this was a perfect time to go down that Walmart aisle. Speaking of which, Kevin, I think we want to thank a pool scener couple that sent us the movie. Oh, yeah. We got we to, gotta, Jim will grab it here because somebody, a pool scener out there, actually two pool sceners were nice enough to send us a DVD copy of Kindergarten 2 to save us because a lot of these movies, we don't just stream. Jim no. actually has a little library here in the studio yep. of all the movies we cover. Also, Kevin, before we read out the names of an amazing pool scener, if you guys did not realize Kindergarten Cop 2, it has it emblazoned on the cover that it's an all-new movie. All-new movie. All so new it, movie. All the, this, the only thing this cover says, Dolph Lundgren, Kindergarten Cop 2, all-new movie. <laughs> That's it. Love that it. is it. But yeah, we want to thank Mr. and Mrs. Tom Polachek Jr. Tom Polachek, thank you. Hey, thank you for listening. From thank what you. Si- what city? Wisconsin. I don't know if we want to blow up their okay, uh, yeah, their hometown, but yeah. they're in Wisconsin. Thank you. They listen. Apparently, they sent us a little note and a copy of the movie. They got such a kick out of Jim. Yeah. That they must. Have, I'm guessing. It's not they, Jonathan. Check you asshole. Tom, let us know. I, I think you probably listened on Monday, laughed your ass <laughs> off, and I'm hoping you owned this movie and just were like passing the curse along, yeah. and we're like, here you go. I don't know whether we should thank you or not, Tom. But we uh, hadn't. I don't even think we had decided that we were going to do it, and uh, yeah, so we thank you. Worked out perfect. Yes. So was there uh, any any other news or anything? Just basically everything. It was only one month apart, so it's basically the same. Great. Uh, just lump those two movies together because they're the two worst movies yeah, we've ever Pretty done. much. All right, let's dump into this plot. Oh. I can't believe I'm doing this. We're ending a great season with <laughs> this dump. <laughs> Diarrhea dump. There's a... So here's my, my plot. So there's a criminal. He wants a copy of the witness database, the witness it's protection like, database. It's almost like the knock list from the first Mission Impossible movie. It was stored on a flash drive by a dead kindergarten teacher who is also apparently a computer expert. Pretty much. As part of his plea deal, Jason told us he only made one copy of the database, which is on a flash drive he gave to his brother for safekeeping. He didn't upload it to the cloud? He said he didn't. But we'll find out if he's lying. We're executing search warrants at his brother's apartment and his school. His school? Kevin Flaherty was a kindergarten teacher at Hunts Bay Academy. Wow, impressive. Impressive. What's Hunts Bay? It's only the most prestigious elementary private school in the city. It's like $50,000 a year to go there. $50,000. For kindergarten? None of the students or anyone at the school know where the flash drive is. So FBI agent Zach Reed applies at the school to replace dead kindergarten teacher. I just really love kids. They're like um, little people. Teacher of the year from Everett Academy, big brothers. Mm. A letter of recommendation from the mayor? I told his daughter, Krav Maga. Well, Mr. Reed, I'll be honest. You're a dream come true. (laughs) Of course, Reed's partner, Agent Sanders, who they felt wasn't necessary to give a first name, 
unless his first name is Agent and he's born to work for the FBI because I, I he has no first name. And Agent funny, Sanders. He's just Sanders. And the funny thing is, so Bill Bellamy was the best in this movie. He's great. He's amazing. So Agent Sanders comes along. He's a father of five. So he really helps Reed hone in. But in this movie, the kids are never crazy. The only, only time when you're they're giving crazy him is he gives them chocolate. Oh, Jesus Christ. Reed starts blowing out one of the other kindergarten teachers named Olivia. Wait, what? He starts blowing her. Oh, <laughs> And uh, she's super hot, by the way. She is. She's unnecessarily porn star hot. So as it turns out, the students, they don't have the flash drive. They don't. They're the key. They're the um, the the MacGuffin de- the decryption method, oh. because their teacher, their dead kindergarten teacher used to tell them this um, poem. I guess they call it about their school, their class pet, which is a guinea pig. Yeah. Which the first letter of each line was where it's Yeah, hidden. which is time capsule, time cop. I was hoping it was time cop. Yeah. Wait a second. The guinea pig Mija is a rodent, and Mija is her name. Huh. It's an acrostic poem. What? It's a poem where the first letter of each line forms another word. You must have had the kids memorize it. You're a genius, bro. <laughs> so while Reed and Olivia's classes are having a caption the flag battle head to head, Reed wins. They do a, a fake flag. He he earlier in the movie he Trojan taught, horse. He taught them all about the Trojan horse. The criminal who I purposely didn't name earlier is named Zogu. Zogu. He's Russian. Everybody. Zogu. I uh, went to the dollar store to buy pasta sauce, and it was Zogu brand. He also looks like Glenn Gulia from fucking Wedding Singer. I don't know if it's better to be unnamed or be named Zogu. So he steals the FBI surveillance van. I missed how he did that. Uh, Who cares? And discovers the kids. And they're essentially the kids are protecting the USB drive un knowingly because they have the time capsule but there's fucking flash drives just laying everywhere around everywhere there's also a a taser in the yeah that's a logic Uh, issue when he confronts him they so the kids use the i think they use the trojan horse strategy on him too they do yeah and they hit him with a bunch of sticks uh usb drive is returned to the fbi and we are finally granted mercy of this movie being over one hour and 40 minutes dolph lundgren as agent zach reed Fiona Vroom, not a real name, as Michelle. I don't know who Michelle is. I hope her name was Fiona Engine. (laughs) Alex (laughs) Ponovich. Yeah, I love Alex Pono. What? Who cares? Bill Bellamy is Agent Sanders. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Well, there's that. The principal has her real life name is very. Sarah Strange. Sarah Strange. Yes. So let's talk about, like we did in independence day resurgence it's not favorite scenes or best scenes it's just let's just talk about some scenes in this movie i have a couple first off kevin i want to bring up the fact that when you dolph lundgren at the time of this movie was filmed he was 58 he looked like he was 157 years old <laughs> bill bellamy hasn't aged since mtv he's great bill bellamy was 51 at the time of he filming great. he looks wonderful they are only separated by seven years and dolph lundgren looks 80 years older <laughs> Of course, I guess that would happen if you were... Wasn't he not married to Brigitte Nielsen after Sylvester Stallone? Did he uh, get sloppy seconds? I don't know. I Jim. can't remember, but... Uh, Fla- I, that was Flavor Flav. Close enough. Mixing up Dolph Lundgren and Flavor Flav. Same now. fucking people. Who gives a shit? I also want to bring up the fact that they uh, ripped off... All these kids are basically a cheap watered down version of the original kids they rip off the vagina kid i can't stress enough like i have my notes i hate these fucking kids how the computer guy is a creepy watch list type dude so don't forget about him so my first favorite on in quote scene is once again 
We meet the kids. I need to name her Sabu Bibu. But Mr. Flirty Array said her name was Mita. And if we call him a different name, Sue get confused. And sometimes he like make very big poop. And I want to bring up the fact that there is an Asian kid. Oh my God. In this movie who we can clearly understand what he's saying. His name's Trip. His name's Trip, double P, cool name, who the director of this movie decided to go out of the way and subtitle him using a horrible, almost comic sans type font it's, subtitle. I, me, You and I could understand what he said. Clearly. It was easier to understand him than to read the subtitles, which makes me think it was absolutely a choice. And they confirmed that. And... They subtitled his name that was on the board. That's where they... Fuck. That's where they confirmed it. He's looking at... One of the teachers, Olivia, she's looking at a drawing. And when they pan the drawing of all the crayon kids and Dolph Lundgren, who looks a lot like the Joker... Pretty much. And because he's wearing purple and green, he's got red lips. Fucking Uh, weird, dude. uh, So when they get the trip, they put trip like a subtitle. It's like... It's so fucking racist yeah. to me. Well, and it's I'm like surprised child. you didn't mention it. Maybe you still will. One of the first days in class, the kids freak out because it's story time. Oh, yeah. No, that's my next fucking scene. All right, go ahead and tell us about that one. Because all of a sudden, they have a a list, the schedule on a board. It's by 15-minute intervals. Yeah, it's which, the pledge, story time. It's unrealistic. Recess, lunch. Okay, some backstory with this. This school is an academy. Totally broadcasted. It's a very liberal feeling. We stress feelings with this kids. It's different type of structure. The the kindergarten classroom alone is very open. 35,000 square feet. Huge. It is like the size of a basketball gym. And didn't they say it it costs like $50,000 per per kid? The kids say it's story time. It's story time. And it's a cutesy story. It's a story about a a rainbow bird who loses its feathers. Come on. Seriously. Kids. This book is full of liberal BS. Do not listen to this book. Let me tell you, sharing is overrated. If you have something special, you don't need to share it or hide it or feel sorry for the other losers that aren't as talented as you are. Never apologize for abilities that makes you better than other people. And then as Dolph Lundgren's reading, he decides to flip the fucking script with it and go full fucking Republican and basically treat these kids like liberal snowflakes. Yeah, he tells them they're soft and... If you got a problem with a bird, you fucking punch it. Like, certain shit like that. He tells that. them they're soft for sharing, and like it's sharing's the fact wrong. That me and you look at each other and go, fuck, did the director of this movie vote for Trump? Yeah, Because absolutely. they make fun of the fact that all these kids are liberal, their parents are liberal, and Dolph Lundgren is the Fox News yeah. Russian, quote-unquote, <laughs> Ivan Drago, sympathizer what the fuck was that i so i have the okay the police chief has a very weird thing where he takes gum out of his mouth and sticks it behind his ear so and then later in the movie it pays off because he puts the gum takes it off his behind his ear and eats it generic chi mcbride yes yeah, so he has a huge exposition dump where he explains the plot we had to rewind it We're because like we droned 15 out minutes into the movie and the police chief's like let me tell you the plot. Like it's basically <laughs> that it's you telling here's yeah, the plot. He literally just basically goes through the plot. Uh, but he refers back to, so an earlier scene, they're questioning a witness and there's like a prison break. The alarms go off, the lights go out. 
And Dolph Lundgren pushes a vending machine down the hallway yeah. and then tips it on to the guy. <laughs> but the police chief calls it death by chocolate. We have three unidentified Eastern Europeans in critical condition and those two Albanians you maimed with your death by chocolate. And that fucking Twix bar came up again. Yes. This was sponsored by Twix. That's going to come up later. Are you just going to keep the Twix and not give me any? Oh. All right. All right. I remember that. A fresh one too? Thank you, man. Okay, so my last one. So he has a date with the very hot teacher. I mean, wow. Like weird date. Very weird date at his trailer. Yeah. Like Martin Riggs. Yeah. Basically had a date with like the South African girl. I, I love his trailer. Like it's his awesome. trailer, his backyard area. So like, overlooking like a lake. Yeah, it's so cool. Really sweet. She even says, you know, I gotta say, I was kind of surprised that you asked me to have dinner. Most guys that I date now, they just want to meet for drinks and have sex. Great. Now you tell me after I went through all this trouble. <laughs> you call me old fashioned, but I think dates are for getting to know someone. Yeah, I agree. I just, I didn't. What? Well, you don't exactly seem like the type of guy who gets to know women. Your muscles, they scream one night stand. I'm sorry. Ooh, she gets around. She says at one point, your muscles scream one night stand. <laughs> Just such a weird fucking line. I, the, I can't suspend disbelief because he's 58. Yeah. And she's probably 28. Yeah. And the thing I don't get is Dolph Lundgren. We, I mean, in Rocky four. Yeah. Fucking just juice to the gills. Yeah. He's not that muscular in this movie no. that would necessitate a line like that. No. It is a very weird date. You would almost think it would have made more sense if there would have been a scene where he had to like, there was a water break and he had to fix something and he had to tank top on or something. You could see his muscles, but he's dressed in a button down like teacher clothes, but there's multiple comments about how muscular he is. It's ridiculous. It's just something written into the script that never pays off. And this teacher, I can't stress enough, very varsity blues, Miss Davis, stripper type. I mean, that's kind of how they super sexualize yeah. this chick. And it it blows my mind. Your muscles scream one night stand. So they go, the date's at the wow. trailer. They He cooks on the grill. They just, he puts a record on. Never closes the he grill. Wants to Kevin get to know he her. brought it up. He wants to get to know her. Yeah. In movies, they never close the grill when everybody cooks on the grill. You're losing all that temperature. After, for whatever reason, they eat this big dinner. They have dessert. He goes, you want a Twix? He pulls out another Twix. Twix? You have got to be kidding. We just had a huge dessert, Zach. I know. It's kind of weird. It's... <laughs> It's, it's sort of my thing. Fucking Twix. And uh, she's like, we just ate all that stuff. How are you going to eat that? And he's like, I'm fucking hungry all the time for pussy. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, that's the next, he puts a Twix. <laughs> Muscular chiz. Muscular Twix. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, after all of that, they go line dancing. Which it fucking so random. They I'm do like, the electric how slide. Long have they been at his house? Normally, okay. Wouldn't they go to the line dancing bar and then, then go to his at, house? Nope. No, it was literally polar opposite. Yeah. And it's like they went to the dusty armadillo out in Ravenna what? and decided to do, hey, let's do the electric shot. I'll put on a fucking cowboy hat. Well, and then Zogu shows up to piss on their on their date. Sick. 
Nice to meet you. You better go. Oh, no, he ordered a shot. Olivia, let's go. Hey. Please, this is insulting my country. Because he buys him shots and she's like, this man just bought a shots. And he's like, no, we have to go. And she's like, why? Who is this? And he's like, fucking Zogu trying to eat all my Twix. Does uh, nobody ever once think in Astoria, or not in Astoria, where are they in this fucking movie? Astoria. I- are they in Astoria yeah. still? The Russian accent doesn't throw up a flag yeah. with everybody. Like, why is he talking like he's Russian? I don't get it. He's an international FBI agent. Great work, Captain Duck. So good. Yeah. So, Let's talk about Mighty Ducks, too. Let's yeah. Do so he, they start kissing in the parking lot, and he goes, I'm sorry, but can we finish this later? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, I'll drive you home. That's it. That's it. That's the date. I literally thought we were going to have, you know, the next morning scene where he's leaving and she's still in bed. Yeah. Yeah. The movie's PG-13. I mean, you could have done it. Well, I think it's PG-13 because the one guy gets tased in the balls. Or is it because the kid says vagina? It's probably a little bit of violence uh, and guy getting tased in the balls. Yeah. The last one I'll mention is when the goons, the Russian goons, try to take over the school. (laughs) Rain Wilson. the, The principal messes this dude up with a baseball bat which is sort of a throwback to the first movie uh this should have been a fucking murder time to die funny man hands are not for hitting that's what baseball bats are for thank you lady By the way, she hit him in the she fucking swung face. as hard as she could right in the head. He's got brain bleeding. There should be sure. blood spatter yeah. on that shit. And then I think she hits him again while he's she down. She kicks him in the balls. Yeah, it's crazy. Holy fuck. Yeah, so she she gets him pretty good. Why don't we move on to the concession stand? Attention swimmers, join us poolside. Grab a hot dog, kick back. It's time for the concession stand. I'm warning you. Usually the concession stand, I come up with a lot of good stuff. I think it's good. We, uh, have, yeah, it we have a nice conversation comparing and contrasting the movies. Usually sequels, we did a versus battle last season. I got not... Too much. Yeah, there's there's no comparison. We're gonna go through them fast because it's it's easy (laughs) answers. One is clearly better than the other. Better lead, Arnold or Dolph? Dolph Lundgren. (laughs) Better partner, Pamela Reed or Bill Bellamy? Oh, why is it bad that I have to think about? I know that's one that Bill Bellamy. I like Bill Bellamy. In a weird way, Bill Bellamy is he is the better option because Bill Bellamy offers to help with the teaching because he's got the kids he's involved he's there she's vacant throughout the majority of the movie yes and we're going to talk about her still when we get to logic yeah because i have a something weird to mention bone to pick yes or a pasta better villain crisp or zogu fuck off it's crisp it's zogu no i love crisp zogu best kid out of both movies (sighs) now i will say i know you didn't like the kids but I do like both in both movies that they do feature the kids somewhat. Like you get to know a couple of the kids. Yeah. Like in the first movie, you have the kid who's being abused. Zach Sullivan. You have um, the Gage from Pet Cemetery 2. You know, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. And then he does the like the, the cheer. You get to know some of the kids. In the second movie, you got Cowboy. Who spells his name Cowbod. And, and then Trip. You get, you get like we, I know Cowboy because right. he's got a peanut allergy. Like we get to know the kids a little bit, know their personalities. So I don't know who the best kid is. Uh, I, I can't stand Dominic to say, I think he's just a 
fucking uh, I can't stand them. I hate the fact that we're tearing down children right now, but I'm going to fucking do it. It's their acting. It's horrible. Trip. I love Trip because I feel like he's an underdog because the director of this movie has completely yeah. fucked him. Yes. Because of an accent that's not that bad of an accent. I could have used fucking subtitles when I'm watching the Goonies with Data. Yeah. Not this kid. So I feel like Trip should be the number one kid. Okay. How much do you think Twix realistically paid to be mentioned three plus times in this movie? They paid Twix quite a bit. They had to. So I was trying to get you a hush hush earlier about Twix because I don't have that many concessions to in question. So I'm like, let me have my Twix question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's literally, I think, three or four instances of Twix in this movie. Because at the end when Zogu like captures them, he's like, what are your last words? And he's like, Twi- last meal, Twix. Twix, label out. Last meal, Twix. Okay. He does the sexy, you know, he's biting at Twix yeah. of the date and she leans in and bite his Twix, <laughs> which is kind of a euphemism for biting I his just, dick. I, is, are Twix suckers? Like, did, who was like, hey, Twix. Like, did they call every candy bar company and say, like, listen, it's, we got Kindergarten Cop 2. It's an all new movie. Listen, Almond Joy. It's all new movie. You don't have nuts. We don't. Okay. We, I don't know. Twix, candy wise. If I had to have a candy of choice and I don't eat much candy, I've just never been a candy guy. I like Three Musketeers. Really? I would say Three Musketeers is probably my favorite candy next to like the Easter egg Reese's. Wow. Twix is good, but Twix has a tendency to be almost Butterfinger-esque. I think Butterfinger is a fucking worst I don't like Butterfingers Because it just sticks to your fucking teeth. It's awful. I don't like the texture of Twix. Now, if you were Agent Zach Kelly. Reed. Reed, thank you. Shows you how much we give a shit about this movie, or at least I don't. What would your candy be? Who would you ask to be your candy rep (laughs) for a Kindergarten Cop 2 all-new movie? Oh, it would be insane. It would be like the worst Mallow Cups. Oh, God, Rolo. (laughs) Yeah, it'd be so strange. Because they didn't... Okay, let's be honest. This movie didn't deserve Twix. No. Twix has, like, national campaigns on everything you watch. Yeah. This movie should have got now and later like it should have had smarties guess what i denounce twix now because of this movie fuck twix yeah. i'm over it makes me want to eat twix less that it's associated with this movie or they could have got like an equivalent of twix but like a generic one it said two chocolate caramel tux. bars tux tux down to fuck I buy my candy bar at tux <laughs> and then finally in the concession stand is kindergarten cop two all new movie worse than independence day resurgent no Independence Day is number one. Then I would say this is number two, Grind Rollerball Remake. I would agree. Independence Day Resurgence is the worst movie we've covered. And I will say also the reason it clearly beats this out. We don't know what the budget on this movie was. I bet it was, wasn't even a million dollars. Like, There's no way this made a million dollars. No, DVD I'm saying sales. it wasn't even a million dollars to make. Like, you know what I mean? This no. movie was made for 28 days. Yeah. In 28 days, this movie was made super duper cheap fine you know what i mean for the money it's a movie it yeah it wasn't the you know worst thing i ever watched whatever too long of a movie yeah but independence day resurgence we said was 160 million dollars or something yeah 180 million dollars to make it's fucking terrible it's horrible and it made 327 at the box yeah, office but it's just it's horrendous for yeah. what, the amount of money it was made and they could have put that money towards something way better let's do some logic it all could have been different mr walker should have allowed nature to take its course. I got some logic, Kevin. Yeah. Well, let me let me start and say, please. We didn't bring it up in scenes, but a scene we have to talk about is Arnold walking in on his partner having a fuck fest. Freeze! Ah! 
Oh, this is Henry Shoup, my fiance. Hi. Fiance? Yeah, my fiance. Henry, this is obviously my partner, John Kimball. Oh, Jim. Uh, hi. How you doing? Let me uh, just get this and now. I'll be right out. Yeah. Uh, oh, it, it's, it's okay, honey. Okay. I'll be right out. <laughs> it's my birthday. Well, congratulations. Oh, thanks. He came all the way up here just to surprise me. And he made me my favorite. Pasta a olio. You're marrying a chef. I'm marrying a great chef. That figures. Well, yeah. listen, it was nice great to meet chef. you. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Her husband drove there because it was their fiance. anniversary. Fiance. Yeah, whatever. And he surprised her on their an- anniversary or whatever it was. He's a chef. He's cooking for her. They're just fucking. They're naked. And Arnold almost shoots him. Because <laughs> she, she, it's a surprise, so she doesn't know he's coming. Arnold's standing there in the room talking to them. They're fucking naked in bed. And she's eating a bowl of pasta. It's so weird. It is so strange. And they almost get sexy time again because she said he's... Yes. A- He's a great chef. You Arnold, a great chef. Arnold's still in the room when they kind of start going at it again. Say it again. I'm yes. a great chef. You fuck. Yeah, right. Dude, I take my pasta. You fuck. Yeah. That's almost what it came across and as. Arnold's still in the room. Yeah. It's like, it's real weird. It is real weird. I'm glad we didn't get the Bill Bellamy equivalent in kindergarten cop, too, where Lundgren <laughs> walks in on Bill Bellamy. Find some fucking Twix. I got five kids. I'm going to make six. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I thought, though, and rewatching Kindergarten Cop again, because it's been a while when she was had food poisoning. Did you not think at one point during the script they're like, oh, she's pregnant. That's why she's sick so much. Yeah. And I totally. Oh, no, it was just food poisoning. And it would have made sense with the fiance say she was pregnant. If food poisoning is funny because if she ate his food, you know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I always thought it was a pregnancy thing. So my one, I got a big logic thing for the first movie. That ferret. What's a fairy? No, it's a ferret. That ferret, I don't know how this ferret is so well-trained that he's shoved in that car for so long. And then at the end of the movie, he is in Dominic's sweater for 40 minutes and fucking crisp doesn't see movement in this sweater. I'm convinced at one point during this movie, He's carrying a dead ferret in his sweater. <laughs> and then eventually like, oh, it died. Don't tell the kid. Give us a new ferret. And it scratches Crisp's neck. How long is this ferret alive <laughs> throughout this movie? How many stunt ferrets died yeah. because they could not get to this ferret quick enough? Stuff him in a car. Stuff him in a kid's sweater. What the hell? I have uh, anything really I want to talk about is in kindergarten two, kindergarten cop two, not kindergarten two. So they're looking for this flash drive of the uh, dead kindergarten teacher. And Bill Bellamy is interviewing all of the kids in the class to see if they know where it's at. The parents would have to be present for all of that. You'd have to be. And then the one kid's like, I know where it's at. And then they just like lead her. No parents present, just like the cops are just like walking her in and like, and then it turns out to, what's it turn out to be? It's a flashlight. It's a flashlight. I'm sorry. Six-year-old kid knows what a fucking flashlight is from a flash drive. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I have another, the fucking peanut freak out is so unnecessary because he had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. These kids all are afraid of an allergic reaction. Yeah. 
And of course, Dolph Lundgren plays it off like these are these liberal kids. I will say know? that's realistic because my kids, despite being at peanut butter sandwiches, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches being a perfect They're snack for lunch. Amazing. They're good midnight my snacks. My kids cannot bring peanut butter to school because... They're peanut-free zones in case in case a, a kid knowingly has a peanut allergy or in case a kid unknowingly has a peanut allergy. But you're not going to have a massive class freakout like that. No, well, no, you're absolutely not. Okay, so I have another one from the first one. When Dominic decides to go Cerro Miedo up that tower, <laughs> normally towers like that have barbed wire gates yeah. around them. So somehow Dominic has a key. Somehow he knows cutters. he know he either has bolt cutters or he's friends with somebody in the city. <laughs> he ha, he's a weird city works guy who nobody talks to. Who he befriends. His name's probably you know who it is. It's Hal from the second movie, there you the go. creepy watch list guy. Who another logic point? Poof popped into my fucking head. Why is there just a taser? Laying in that guy's room with all these flash drives not locked up. There's just a random taser Because in a it's a MacGuffin. Because if it's Chekhov's gun, it's literally Chekhov's gun. It's If you see it, it's got to be used. So they introduced the taser for only the reason so that it can be used later. On him. And the reason it's used is because he called dibs on Olivia. Let's talk creepy how that is. He ca- he's like, I, I called dibs and... He's like, I asked her out, but she said she's not dating right now. So when she starts dating again, I'm first. All right. I'm sorry. On a date? Yeah. But but I called dibs. That's impossible. You're on the geek squad. It's never going to work. Yeah, I didn't know. I'm sorry, buddy. I hope we can still be friends. That's got to hurt. I could tell that hurt. That hurt. And Dolph Lundgren's like, well, she's going on a date with me. And he's like, a date? What? So then the guy turns on him and takes his taser and plants it in his his briefcase. And then, of course, again, Chekhov's gun. You see it? Got to be used. So, And then Hal kind of saves the day at the end. He fucking... Dude, fucks that guy up. First off, we saw what should have been a murder from the principal with a yeah. baseball bat to the face. How has this guy on the ground fucking ground and pounded the face? Herb Dean ain't stepping on no. this. Not that he would normally anyways, <laughs> no. UFC reference. But still, he murdered the guy. Yeah. And then before he did that, he elbow dropped him. Yep. Jesus, dude, there's kids around. And he's beating this guy to literal he's like, death. He's, yeah. The beating he's given this guy, because it's like he's throwing haymakers in an unconscious body. And like, no, but I, I needed the hot teacher to come in and try to get him off him. He's yeah. like, he's dead now. He's <laughs> fucking dead. His face is caved in. It's just <laughs> He looks like Arnold when he fell on Mars. Yeah, pretty much. He got Cohagened. All right. So I think that's enough logic for these uh, two movies. Uh, so stick around for some plugs. Hey, guys, I'm Dana, and you're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Hey, it's Corey, your best lifeguard, and this is the Pool Scene Podcast. This is your lifeguard, Matt. Whether you're just dipping those toes or diving into the deep end with us, thanks for listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Hey, this is Angela, your lifeguard, and you're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Hi! I'm Rob Leonard, one of your lifeguards, and you're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. What's up, guys? It's Scott Kuntz, uh, a.k.a. Tunza, and you are listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Hey, this is Shane Herman with the Youngstown Comedy Syndicate. You're listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. Hey, I'm TJ. Hey, you, over there. 
Get ready to dive into the deep end on the Pool Scene Podcast, baby. Hey, this is Mag CH, and when I'm not lurking outside of Jim's windows, you can find me listening to the Pool Scene Podcast. This is internet sensation Matt Liller, here with the Pool Scene Podcast. Pool Sceners, as always, thank you for listening to the episode this week right here on the Pool Scene Podcast. And if you want to know what's going to be coming up on future episodes or what Kevin and I may be thinking at any given time, Hop over to our Facebook page at Pool Scene Podcast. Make sure you smash that like button with unbridled enthusiasm. And while you are there, join the Pool Sceners Facebook group. It is for you. Exclusive access will be put right onto that group page and nowhere else. You will also have a voice in what you guys want to hear on upcoming episodes, polls, ideas, so many fun things. So make sure you join the Pool Sceners page on Facebook. Also, we have Instagram. Check out some amazing photos live from Studio 536. Also, we're trendy with the kids. Go over to our TikTok at Pool Scene Pod 1. And as always, subscribe, rate, and follow Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean. And with that, back to Kevin. All right, for the final time this season, Anthony, if you would. That would be a waste of time. All right, so we... Much like Kindergarten Cop 2. <laughs> yeah, it's a waste of time. Uh... Yeah, for the waste, I, I a few weeks ago I went back to my pre-COVID employer. So I had a job, loved it very much uh, at times, and planned on making it my career. I mean, they they take care of me well. They you know got all the perks you could ask for in a job. So uh, good schedule, good pay, vacation time, you know the whole deal. And uh, when COVID happened, I worried about the. Um, long-term health of that company. I thought they might shut down. So after approximately 18 months, I thought that ship had sailed. I thought I never, you know, had an opportunity to uh, go back to that job, but uh, lucky for me, I have returned. So at times this season, I was working another job, had terrible hours. We had some challenges with recording, Yeah, but you know, we, we did our best to make sure that it uh, worked. We pulled it off. We pulled it off and got everything done. Your other job sucked, but you lost an incredible amount of weight. You lost over what? 30 pounds. Yeah. Almost 40 pounds. Yeah, man. I mean, I think I'm going to gain it back pretty quick because (laughs) I went from walking almost 20,000 steps a day and now I'm walking like legit 2000 steps. Yeah. So as we mentioned in the last episode last week, I'm going to Disney here next week and for 10 days. And so I'm like, half of me is like, I'm what am I'm not going to start this gym routine and all that before Disney. So I'm like, let's get the Disney. Let's, you know, get that in the rear view mirror. And then I'm going to start you know, hopefully get into the gym again and stuff. So yeah, so at times this season, it's been challenging to record. But now that I'm back at my pre-COVID employer, you know, making more money, have more flexibility and it's night and day, you know, the old regime pre-COVID is is gone. Uh, They've retired and, and different things. And now it's like, like today, my boss, she showed up wearing a I think she had sex on lunch. I should say that in case anybody <laughs> listens. So she was wearing a Larry Bird t-shirt when okay. she got to work today. Nice. The, the hick from French Lick. She was wearing a, a t-shirt. Okay, great. Well, she I got a French Lick. I get back from lunch and she's wearing, I was like, is she doing Captain Marvel cosplay? She's wearing this dress <laughs> that's like uh, bur- like red and, and navy blue yeah. with gold trim. But her hair is so fucked up. She had sex hair. I'm like, she had sex hair. I'm like, yeah. she went home. Had some coffee. And her husband was like, that you in that Larry Bird t-shirt. Yeah. And then was like. Big so Celtics She was fans. like, well, I got to find something else to wear. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, anyway, that's neither here nor there. So I have a lot more flexibility. So we're back 
on a regular recording schedule. Not that you guys ever noticed because Jim did a great job getting the episodes edited and ready. Back to some normalcy. Hopefully the world will return to somewhat normalcy. Here. This was a, you know what though? It was a different type of recording season, but we still had a, a fun season. I mean, yeah. a lot of it was our throwback to our childhood season. I'd have to say yeah. a lot of 85, 86, 87. Yeah. I've, Love this season. The season was really good. We had the worst movie we've ever a couple real bad ones done, and then we just did Kindergarten Cop two, which comes in at number two with our list of shit. You know, and then we introduced the pool party segment, which is fun because it gives us an opportunity to plug nostalgia in. So it's like we just picked the year. We have to name up, you know, basically two movies: a movie to watch, a movie universe. You know, drinks and actresses and clothes. You know, we could even add music into that and say, like, what song's playing in your car? You know, whatever. So it gives us an opportunity to revisit nostalgia from that year. I agree. So I'm a big fan of that segment. And funny enough, Independence Day resurgence two weeks ago. Yeah. Then we finished the season with Kindergarten Kindergarten Cop Cop 2. Dreadful. And then we're going to start next season with one of the top few greatest movies ever made. That I've never seen. It's fantastic. Pulp Fiction. Yeah. So... That one's going to be super fun to start the season with because you've never seen it. Absolute. Like, I'm just excited for the the sound clips because there's so many le- legendary sound bites. Yeah. The sound bites, uh, just your reaction to it. And and again, we we've never really tried to say we're gonna we're gonna select good movies. You know, we're not gonna do Schindler's List or Saving Private Ryan yeah. or any of those movies on here you know we're not we do movies we like we do movies we grew up with i mean in the end we've always said and you know once again you guys have i've said it you've heard my voice say you guys come along the journey with us you guys have given us suggestions and we've done it also though in the end it's kevin and i's podcast these movies that we pick have framed us some of these we go off timbuktu like fucking kindergarten yeah. cop two. Thank you to the pool seniors. It sent that for us to do it. And I saw Independence Day resurgence with my dad. My dad fucking hated that movie. So it just made sense. But a lot of these movies, like people are like, why do you do 85, 86, 87? Because when we were growing up, those movies melded us into what we became. And we're a backbone for what this podcast became. And yes, eventually we are going to cover Fast Times at Richmond High because we have to. Yeah. But that's why we do these movies. So, yes, we do a lot of late mid-80s and then we do a lot of mid-90s. Yeah. But that was just an amazing time in cinema. And every now and then, we jumped to something near to now. I mean, we did this past season, we did our first ever... Spoiler cast. We did our first spoiler cast with Fast 9. We literally went see it and did that. We were going to do it for Top Gun this fall, but that's been pushed Pushed all the way back to... I think we need to do it for Moonfall. Oh, God. Moonfall is going to be great to do it. February 22nd, 2022. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, we, we obviously have a formula to our podcast. You know, everybody, any pool scener that listens consistently, and we thank those of you. You could probably, if, if Jim and I were out, you could probably have any of our loyal pool sceners sit in and be able to navigate an episode because we have a structure to it. Yeah. You know, it's like an outline we fill in. It's going to be fun to take a movie like Pulp Fiction that's just so great. And there's literally... 15 scenes that are like the cream of the crop and narrow those down to a couple favorite scenes and plug in like logic gonna be really fun like 94 you talked about this we have a great idea 94 the best pictures of 94 were incredible yeah incredible four weddings and a funeral pulp fiction quiz show forrest gump forrest gump shawshank redemption yeah so 
really, really crazy. Yeah. And uh, I don't think Pulp Fiction's necessarily accessible enough for everyone to win Best Picture. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know Shape about of, four, four Weddings and a Funeral. Shape of Water won Best Picture, and a woman fucks a fish. She fucks a fish monster. Yeah. Again, accessibility maybe is not the right word. Like Kevin but, Garnett, anything is possible. Yeah. So Pulp Fiction, I think, is fantastic. Forrest Gump, I think, is very like it's Forrest Gump's the equivalent of the most bubblegum pop song winning all the awards at the Grammys, yeah. you know. And then so they probably should have split the difference, gave it to Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank. I saw that for the first time during lockdown. Wow. Yeah, yeah they probably should have gave it to Shawshank. Just said, okay, Pulp Fiction's a little bit too much. Forrest Gump's a little bit like eye roll. Give it to Shawshank. Yeah. But maybe we'll cover all five of those movies eventually. And then do a swim meet. And then series do a swim meet and, and say, all right, what's what we'll do won. our best pictures of yeah, 94. Yeah, there you go. We'll do our best picture in 94. But then uh, season seven coming up, we're going to have some... Uh, I think we're going to do an animated movie for the first time. That's right. We're going to do an animated but we, movie. We, and- we also have a Halloween special coming up here soon, and I think maybe we'll do an animated for Halloween special. We'll see. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, we'll do it. We've got some new segments coming up next season. Always looking to evolve, but always stay normal with this podcast because it the one thing about this podcast that kevin and i always talk about is be consistent with it so if we do skip a week it's like when kevin came down with covid i went back into the back catalog redid armageddon so try to stay consistent with you guys every monday yeah we hope you look forward to it on monday we hope it, it helps you out on your mondays yeah and uh, makes Mondays a little bit easier for all you Garfields out there. <laughs> That's right. We'll get more guests coming on next season. We had a lot of guests this this season. Want to thank Rob Leonard. Want to thank Chief Matt Liller. Want to thank uh, God who Mag else? Mag CH. Mag CH again twice this yeah. season. Mag CH, mm-hmm. our first three time member of the pool. Seniors. Was Jenna on this season? Jenna did rad last season. Last season. Jenna helps us with our TikTok. Want to thank Jenna. A lot of people we want to say thank you to. All you pool seniors out there. You guys in the the Facebook group. Please join the Facebook group. There's going to be one hell of a future involved with that group. I'm I'm working on some things. So join. It's free to join, everybody. So join now. Click that button. Click that fucking like button, goddammit. Be informed. Thank you, pool seniors. That's a Hawaiian burger joint. You got that to look forward to. <laughs> All right. Uh, until next season, until Pulp Fiction, silencia. Silencia.